Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Roofing It, and I'm your host, Armando Jaycox. In this podcast, we interview leaders in the roofing business, and we do something a little different here. We dive deep into their personal lives, into their personal history, and we get to learn what their struggles were, what their challenges were, and how they overcame those struggles to become the people that they are today. I personally find that fascinating, and I hope that you do too. So thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Today we have Nick Perrett from Suma Media, and you are the uh, CEO and or the chief marketing officer. Something or what like exactly that, right? Do you do yeah, something like that. What, what do you do for Suma I, I Media? Put, I put out fires. I think that's what I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, so you have... Um, you what what is your official title there? I don't really want to really It is know that. CEO. Yeah, is it it's really? CEO. Yeah. Okay. So I founded All the right. company about 2 years ago. It was uh I believe it was in July uh, of 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you um we're going to get into some pretty interesting ideas today as far as like marketing goes. Uh, we're going to get into I want to hear some of like your kind of like tenants about marketing, uh, tenants mm-hmm. for design especially, uh, tenants for branding. I want to hear um, you know we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, so I do want to get a little bit into more into your background because uh, you know you have the 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 podcast the um, Start Build Grow show. Sure do. Right. Uh, what is that every Wednesday? Every Wednesday 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we go live on Facebook and then we usually upload it within 48 hours uh, to you know iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. You guys have a lot of episodes. We are so this Wednesday, so tomorrow will be episode 70. That's crazy. Episode How long have you guys 70. been doing that for? So I mean, if it's every week, I mean, you got to think it's about a year and a half now, almost okay. of, of wow. episodes. Yeah. Wow, man, that's a lot. Yeah. Do you know? Um, so you uh, you kind of got to going about 16 months ago. And, you know, actually, let's back up. So it's, I've been really curious about all this stuff, genuinely curious, because yeah. I don't know, and, I, and I've kind of gotten to know you a little bit. Uh-huh. I never kind of got to sit down with you and find out your background. Right. So like, yeah, I know you're from Wisconsin originally, is that I right? I am. Delafield, Wisconsin. Went to okay. school in Heartland, Wisconsin, which was rated the safest city in America. Nice. Yeah. All right, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, so I got out of there. But <laughs> Okay. Um, you uh, And you had just kind of a... Um, a your parents were together? Yeah, parents were together. I grew up on a, a lake, uh, middle class. My dad was an electrician, wow. works for Brigham Stratton. Uh, he just retired uh, a couple months ago. Mom is still working. She's about four years younger. Uh, they kind of instilled that whole like. Did she work, work also growing up? She did. She did? She okay. did, yeah. Right. She did some stuff where she did was able to work from home while okay. I was getting, you know, when I was growing up and stuff like that. Uh, but now she does work in an office. So, okay, yeah. all right. And your dad got is retired? He's retired. That's awesome, he made man. it. Yeah, he had a time. I'm on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but you probably never want to retire, right? No, actually, I enjoy working. I I, I really do. You know, I think once yeah. you kind of find what you actually enjoy, you know, and it's easy to wake up every single day. You do kind of get hooked right on now. It. Yeah, I, I'm. This yeah, is like your this job. is this is my job right now. <laughs> like you know, I have long days. I have days where I'm stressed out and everything like that. But yeah, it, yeah, for It's sure. like this is my life. Like my dream from as a child. For some reason, I'm mm. not sure why. I mm. wanted to just do my own thing. I think it's because I've issue listening to people. I have an issue being managed, right? Which makes mm-hmm. you a bad employee. But that also goes into other things in your life where you have to work on, right? Especially as an yeah. entrepreneur. But I, I always want to do it. And now that I have it, 
I might as well max it out. Did you have a uh, Did you have a uh, like lemonade stand? I you know I never did the lemonade stand. I have okay. one that's a little strange though. Okay. Uh, and this was really my only one. So it, because I was always scatterbrained, I was kind of all over the place. But like I, I lived on a lake and I would catch mm. like frogs and turtles and stuff like that. And then I'd put them in a big tub and I'd sell them for five dollars outside my house. Um, sales weren't that great. It wasn't the best business model, but some people would buy it here and there. <laughs> That's cool. And then you, uh, did you have any, um, like little ventures and did you uh, rake leaves or mow lawns or do stuff like that once you got a little bit older? I was really? Just, really, I was more about exploring. Okay. So it was more, not like, I know a lot of people have great stories about, you know, selling lemonade or, or suckers or, you know, all this kind of stuff that you hear as, as kids. Mm-hmm. Mine was, just, I was just exploring always exploring, always trying new things. Mm. And I always felt like, you know, I'd get a group of people, a group of kids together. I'd try to lead them to do something and we, you know, just explore. And I felt like that's what got me to this point. You know, some people use entrepreneurial experiences to get where they're at. Me, it was just testing different things. It didn't okay. matter if it was business related or not. But if you keep testing and trying new things, and my, my, my motto has always been, why not, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have that why not mindset and try something, you mm-hmm. might get hooked on something and then you might realize that you're actually really good at something and then it becomes more fun when you're really good at it yeah. so yeah. i think that's yeah. the best way to kind of just test different things and so when you uh when you started to um to get a little older and, and going to high school did you uh did you play some sports did you mm-hmm. uh you, you seem very athletic very fit mm-hmm. were you an athlete growing yeah, up yeah you know i i've always loved sports okay so i grew up in wisconsin so the green bay packers like that was the packers thing. Fan? oh huge packer okay. fans you know yeah. brett Favre was my hero, still my hero, just the way that he really? plays the game. You know, th- there's so many great athletes out there, but it's more about like how you do it. And he was just like some average Joe that loved playing football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I just love the passion that he had in that. But yeah, I mean, I grew up, I mean, I played baseball for like 10 years. Um, I played football for a little bit. I did rugby. Uh, I had one year in basketball. Don't have the best shot in all honesty. But um, yeah, just anything sports related, I, I loved just being involved for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you go to, uh, like you played high school sports? Mm-hmm. I played some high school sports. But so in high school, I played rugby actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then That's not, pretty hardcore. That You know, it is. We Dude, that's insane kind of, right? Yeah, we just kind of like, put a team Basically together. football and no pads? Well, that's what it was. It was a bunch of football guys that ended up just kind of transferring over and giving rugby a shot. So we okay. really didn't know what we were doing. We had a bunch of athletes. Okay. But it's a little bit more complicated than you think. So when uh, people actually know the fundamentals of the game, we might be stronger, faster, more athletic, but they're more strategic, I guess. So we, we didn't win that many games, but it was a lot of fun for sure. Did you get knocked down and like run people over and stuff like that? So I remember one in particular. I mean, there were some, definitely some hits that I took that... Did not feel so great. But I remember one particular was actually practice. Okay. Mm. So I was going against a guy named Nick Daling, defense alignment for um, uh, our, the high school that we went to. And we were his state championship football team. This mm-hmm. guy was massive. Really? Huge. Yeah. He played in, in uh, college as well. Okay. I don't remember what school he went to, but the dude was huge. And you have to remember, I'm not a big guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, maybe like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, like 175 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, back then I was like 150. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like 153, I think. Okay. Yeah. And they set up two cones and it was, you had to go in between the cones. I had the ball 
and I couldn't juke him or anything. You had to just run through. I'm like, oh what gosh. kind of drill is this? Yeah. Like, there's no way I would ever just run into this guy with expectations of blowing him over. It's just He'll not going to happen. pretty much body slam you, right? Is, and that's what I mean, happened, right? Okay. So I, I got blood. I, 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 my nose bleeds very easily. Like, it just bleeds. I've had the thing wow. cauterized, everything, you name it. Mm. And he demolished me, man. And then I'm just sitting there gushing blood from my nose. My back hurts. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that drill made no sense. It was like suicide going into that. I knew I was going to die in that situation. There's no way I'm going to win against a guy that size. I need to at least be able to use my abilities to juke and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that, that, that come I feel like that might be, um, you've had some pretty hard experiences in business too. Mm -hmm. And so, right. Like, um, because well, before we get into to what happened after college, you from high school, you went yeah. into straight into college. Yeah, I went straight into college. Yeah, okay. so I went to University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Okay, and right. studying marketing. Okay, and you have mm-hmm. your your BA in marketing. Mm-hmm, exactly. And and then you uh, you finished college and you got a job with um, with uh, who did you start working with? Milwaukee after? Electric Tool. Okay. Yeah, I used to landscape their their corporate office when I was a, a kid in high school, mm-hmm. and then I'd be in a job with them afterwards. Okay, and, yeah. and they uh, and you started like being an out, outside salesperson. Outside I think, right? sales, man. So okay. at, at that time, um, I actually so my senior year of high school, the farthest west, uh, or senior year of college, I apologize, uh, the farthest west I ever been was Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, that was the farthest west I ever been. Okay, right, and yeah. then I was adding, I was dating this girl for a while. She dumped me, and then moving next door to me. So I went and I studied abroad in Australia and finished oh, wow. out in Australia. Okay, and that kind of got me hooked on what you can kind of accomplish by just kind of leaving your territory for a little bit. Yeah. And just trying some new things. Like I was saying before, just testing, trying new things. Did you discover some influences there? or Because you, you have some design influences, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would you say are your design influences? My design influences? Yeah. You know, I don't know if I really have... A design influence, like but you, I, you, you love Apple products. Oh, that's okay. Is that okay, right? Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I do love it. So clean, modern. I think yeah. a lot of people just put too much mm-hmm. into it. Like they want to say so much, which I get, right? Like you want to talk about how great you are, or all the stuff. You don't want to miss anything, right? Yeah. But man, less is more. Just keep it firmly uncluttered. Huh? It, it's just mm-hmm. like when you look at the Apple products, even just the presentation of opening a product feels good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. this is nice. This yeah. is going to be exciting. I Absolutely. can't wait. Well, you get the whole, that's where like open, bo- or what is it, the, the videos that you see, open box videos, yeah, exactly. unboxing. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. An Apple product, you exactly. know, it's such a big deal. So you, uh, so that it is, that's an interesting point because I know I've struggled with some of our, our marketing pieces where mm-hmm. we really want to tell them about, hey, you get, you're in a class four impact resistant. You know, we want to tell mm-hmm. about this, you know, this pipe boot that we have and we want to tell about this and that and all these things and it's like you know we were doing it recently and I said do we really like put yourself in the homework do you really care about some of this stuff like maybe I care about getting a drone inspection Mm -hmm. that sounds kind of cool I was like you know why don't we just like let's just scrap it all and focus this whole thing this whole marketing piece around doing a drone inspection a Mm -hmm. flyer basically around Mm -hmm. a drone inspection and we'll tell them hey you're going to get a a drone inspection we're not going to charge you anything for that and so we just kind of like scrapped everything, did some uh, some some images around that, and we just you know that's basically it. The whole thing is basically the drone inspection flyer at this right, point. Right. And so I mean, do you think um, do you think guys would and I kind of went on the principle of like less is more. Yep. Do you think that that would be a good way to go, or do you think that maybe we could still include a couple of items, or do you think just make the whole marketing piece around one thing? Well, what do they care about, right? Yeah. I mean, and how many things do they care about? Mm-hmm. So it's like it really comes down to anything in marketing. It's all about knowing your target audience, 
right? Yeah. The more you know your target audience, the more specific and detailed you can get in the messaging that tells them exactly what they want to hear. So it's hard with target audience because, you know, we, we look at homeowners, mm-hmm. right? Like homeowners are our target audience. Yeah. We have to narrow that down a lot more, mm-hmm. right? So we want uh, homeowners with hail damage, mm-hmm. right? And then we want um, homeowners with, um, I don't know, what, what are some other ones? Well, what, uh, what, what's your buyer persona? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me put you on the spot here just a little okay. bit. Okay. You <laughs> okay. know how I like this with you. <laughs> I like asking questions yeah. and, because Let's then it, it really goes deep. I like that a lot. So who is your buyer persona? So if you had I don't a know what person, that means. Okay, What's well, a buyer persona? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's pretty much if you're going to take your customer and you actually built a character of your customer. Okay. Okay, so you need to give... Like your ideal customer? Exactly. So okay. you need to give him or her a name, mm-hmm. right? Tell me where they're from, you know, what their education level is, what their income bracket is, all that kind of stuff. Boom, what you got? Okay. Make me a character. Oh, interesting. Make me a character. Interesting. All right. Okay. That becomes your your buyer persona. That becomes your uh, buyer persona. Uh, do you think uh, the, the 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 phrase um, like ideal customer mm-hmm. is similar to buyer persona? One hundred percent. But I think the buyer persona makes you create an image. Okay. Of, of who they actually are. Like an actual physical image. Yeah. Of right. Your buyer. So okay. so like let, let's say for me, so like let's say I'm targeting roofing contractors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm saying, okay, so my my uh, buyer persona is is Billy. You know, mm-hmm. he's approximately 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns a home and restoration, uh, or a roof and restoration company in a storm market. Um, he's making, you know, $10 million a year in annual revenue. Um, you know, he went to college for marketing. Uh, so, he, you know, he likes that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? He has two kids. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. all of a sudden now, what, what I need to message to him becomes so much clearer when you're able to actually do that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great exercise to kind of go through. I mean, I have a sense for it, but I think a lot of us roofing contractors just kind of, you know, just we sort of wing it, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent as far as yeah. who's our target audience, um, yeah, that kind of thing. And Which so, a uh, lot of industries do. I get it. Yeah. 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 You're I mean, always moving. I get it. it. Well, it's tough to be. Um, it's tough to uh, to move from like the winging it phase to like the 100% professional phase. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a whole lot of roofing contractors that are. 100% professional phase. I think you're, uh, uh, I think um, uh, your partner in the Roof Build show, right? Mm-hmm. Randy's, Randy's company. Yeah. yeah, they're very professional. They, <laughs> they seem do very a great professional. Job. You know? They do a great job. Yeah, I think they've, they've gotten a, um, a lot of their, you know, uh, processes down and, and they've gotten a lot of their, um, their, their, their leadership down and, you know, kind of their purpose down. And I'm sure they got target uh, uh, ideal customers down. Mm-hmm. They've also had some time in the business, you know. Oh, they, they came to, through time, 100%. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, the, the more I know Randy, uh, the more impressed I actually do become. I'm not going to lie. That's mm-hmm. a straight up honesty. Yeah. Uh, but that takes time. You know, he yeah. took a lot of time. I mean, he had a lot of failures, too. I mean, you know, right. he had companies yeah. that failed, and now all of a sudden it seems like everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah. And do you, um, so with uh, with the Roof Build show, that that's you and Randy kind of work on that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. We run that through the Roofing Academy for the most part. Okay, right? the Roofing Academy. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. I mean, with the Roofing Academy, it's all about, you know, providing information and value. They can help them kind of grow and scale their businesses. And so that's kind of the same thing with the show. And then, uh, you know, there's only so much information that we can provide to people. So we try to just bring on the guests that were like, hey, this person is really cool. They have a really cool product to offer, or maybe they have a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just the best way to, to kind of bring that kind of content and, and really make sure you bring value to people that they can implement. 
So the Roofing Academy and, and the and your and Suma uh, Media are, mm-hmm. are sort of two separate businesses, exactly. Right, but then the the roof the roof build show the roof start the build start show build, the start build grow uh, show start build there grow you go show. yeah right it's Sorry. a lot of words <laughs> start build grow show it's kind of both of you guys collaborating on the show yeah right and then and then that kind of like uh, you know you guys give a ton of value I mean I learned about um, you know the, doing the the Facebook marketing yeah. uh, campaigns you know I was uh, we talked about doing Facebook, you know, where you do um, a one mile radius in the job site that you're doing, mm-hmm. do a, a Facebook campaign. Um, and so, uh, and I learned some of that from your show and, and there's been a lot of things actually I've learned from your show. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems, uh, so one thing that you kind of do is you, with, with, through, through Suma Media, mm-hmm. you, what is it you guys do exactly? I mean, I, well, you know, you've helped us create, uh, you know, graphic design and, and branding and, but like, I want to hear a little bit more from you, like with Suma Media, um, you're doing uh, like with that with the Billy with the with the buyer persona guy. Mm-hmm. If Billy saw you see Billy today and you say he says, "Hey man, um, you know here's who I am. Like, what do I? You know, how can you help me? Or, or what do you what do you do? Or you know, I, I'm interested in marketing and I need to get grow my you know my business. You know, how how can you help me? Mm-hmm. What would you say to him? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it, we always have some sort of kickoff meeting or discovery meeting. I guess it would be discovery meeting, right? Okay. Where we first pinpoint what they're really trying to accomplish, right? And then build a plan from there. But I mean, to keep it simple, it's like we create stuff that looks rad and mm-hmm. then we distribute it properly to help you grow your business, okay. right? And um, we, you know, I think we're one of the companies that I'll make a plan and I'll, I'll give you the marketing plan for the month and you'll pay for that plan mm-hmm. by the end of the month. Like I did like half of it and then I, the other half went towards different things mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm tr- always trying to adjust, right? So if, if I told you we're spending your marketing dollars on XYZ and I noticed pretty quickly that XYZ is working, mm-hmm. I take those funds pretty quickly and I put them in, in other places, Okay. right? So maybe Google isn't working for us. Maybe for some reason we cannot get the campaigns going. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I can distribute that to, to something else. Maybe we can do more email marketing campaigns. Maybe we can do more Facebook ads, right? Maybe we can do something that's actually an in-person type event you know what i mean yeah like what you did what you helped uh what um prq yeah prq exteriors yeah. yeah pat quinn so let's pretend i'm a, well i am a roofing contractor yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i have my own business i'm probably pretty similar close to your buyer persona yeah. really but um let's pretend uh so like roofing contractors out there who like want to work with an agency mm-hmm. but they're not exactly sure the first thing that kind of comes i'm I, I can't afford working with like an agency what are they going to do you know that might that's one thought that i've had mm-hmm. of how to overcome that and realize instead of saying like I can't afford that I need to think to myself how can I afford this mm-hmm. so that we can you know take the step into working with an agency and so like for you what, what working with uh, what would you kind of recommend to roofing contractors who would like want to work with an agency not even yours necessarily mm-hmm. but you know can you give some some tips as far as like you know wh- where do I start what do I do do I need to like start with like my budgeting find out like what what kind of budget do I have or do I need to start with um, what are my goals or do I need to start mm-hmm. with just picking up the phone calling and saying hey you're a marketing agency I'm a roofer I need help let's do a discovery call is that kind of where it all starts or what how would you recommend kind of like getting it to, to begin like for a roofing contractor to start working with him with a marketing agency I think you have to be patient and I think you have to have trust with the person that you're partnering with okay right so when I was talking about like the buyer personas and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. really analyzing your brand mm-hmm. right so understanding who you are where you, you your position in the marketplace you know what your differentiating factor is all that kind of stuff and take time to go through that stuff with an agency so that way you're actually building your, your foundation and actually analyzing the situation of where you're at and where you're trying to go rather than just be like all right I'm gonna spend this money for SEO 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would, would you say that's a complete waste for the most part? SEO? No, no. Just saying like, um, just being like, look, I'm busy. I'm doing a lot of roofs. Like, uh, just tell me how much you need per month and tell me you're going to give me some leads and like, I'll write you a check, like throw a check at it basically. I think in the front end, you build a relationship still it, okay. because what happens with us is most of our, our clients go on autopilot. And then we, we, we have like a recap and we have, um, you know, some kind of report at the end of the month. But in between, they're just letting us do our thing. Okay. We're just doing our thing. And you're generating leads. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of one of the main goals of the marketing agency, right, is to generate concrete leads. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And okay. so I think with, with the roofing side, you have to look at it as, okay, so make sure you're, you're generating those residential leads for mm-hmm. sure, right? But then um, wh- who are your center of influences, right? So who are the people that if you got them to connect with you for a meeting, that can give you a bunch of properties, mm-hmm. right? Is it insurance agents like we were talking about before? Yeah. You know, HOA is always a great opportunity. You know, what other opportunities can agencies help you grow, right? Yeah. Because if you can get a couple insurance agents, mm-hmm. right, and all of a sudden now they're referring you 10 roofs each, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good lead. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So you, you're kind of thinking to, uh, or you uh, you kind of have to analyze their business along with them. Well, it starts with obviously picking up mm-hmm. the phone, yep. right? So mm-hmm. and making it, and, and so that's kind of the first step. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and like not being afraid to do that, right? Because yeah. I, I think there's a, a roofing contractors out there, and I'm just speaking from my own experience. I was kind of afraid, like, this is like too much. I work with a whole marketing agency, marketing company. And once I kind of got over that, um, I was able to kind of really... Um, start to hone in our branding, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so, cause that, that's where I really realized that, um, you know, you've got to have your branding on point, you know, like that's so important. And I never really understood that completely, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, do you think, um, do you see kind of roofing companies out there that, that still kind of don't have a website or mm-hmm. don't have like a social media site or don't have their branding on point and you can kind of tweak that to kind of like say, Hey, you got to get the basic level. We got to get you a website up and running. If they're willing to, yeah, okay. we can definitely do that. Right. But it comes down to perception and value. So when a, a customer, let's say you're knocking doors, okay. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have a website or anything like that. It's all good. You're knocking doors. You're, you're having some success, but then you, know, you got a great salesperson, but then all of a sudden, you know, when people research you because they're going to research you, mm-hmm. you have a website that's like, Oh, yikes. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like links are broken and you know, it just does not look appealing. Okay. Now their perception of value that you have to offer them and their beautiful property yeah. is probably pretty low. Yeah. You know, but if you have a high quality website that looks great, yeah. right? It's a great visual experience. Yeah. Chances are their perception of what you can do for them is much higher. So website at this point is like for you is super high on like for the roofing contractor <laughs> must have a, a, like the best website they can possibly get. Yeah. And I, I'm not promising you that like it's gonna be some crazy click funnel that's just gonna be like generating leads like crazy, but like make that thing look Beautiful. Make that thing pop. When when someone's like they hop on the website, they're like, wow. Well, what about the the websites that are like they're sort of like template? There's companies mm-hmm. out there that say, hey, look, we're gonna make you, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a nice website, a fantastic looking website. Mm-hmm. It's it's not gonna be built from scratch mm-hmm. though. Like okay, because yeah. you want it, you want a nice website. We can give you one for like fifteen hundred bucks. If you want one mm-hmm. built from scratch, you're looking more like fifteen thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's kind of um, and that's really not true dramatic. I mean, I think if you're gonna work with a professional agency on getting a website built, you 
could be looking between the ten to fifteen thousand range, mm-hmm. right? But you can go to a different company that builds sort of like nice websites, but they're templates for fifteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on those two approaches? I mean, it depends what works for you. Like, I'm not going to come in and I'm not going to try to convince somebody that's spending fifteen hundred dollars for a website to spend ten or fifteen with us. Mm-hmm. I'm not. If that's what works for you right now, that is fine. Okay. But I mean, like my dream website, like you know, when I can tell I have somebody that's looking to invest some money, I start to think yeah. about like what my dream website looks like. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it's a, it's a fun project for me Absolutely. too. Because after you get to look at it, you're like, yeah, we made that. You know, like it yeah. says my name on the bottom. It says Suma Media on the bottom. Yeah. Like it. It's something that's obviously custom, right? But then, like, you have where we come out on site, we mm-hmm. get custom images, we get custom video for for the website, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you can get testimonial stuff as well. So now your clients are actually talking on it. Because the biggest thing is you have to remember, really, your story is not about you. Your story is about your customers, yeah. right? So the testimonial stuff, you hear that all the, all the time. But if you can make it about the customer, the community, mm-hmm. um, you know, like what we were talking about with, with Pat, with PRQ, like when we did that event, it was just focused just on that one neighborhood, yeah. right? We wanted that neighborhood to feel special. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're doing anything, you know, make sure you're just being as narrow as possible. Know exactly who you're talking to mm-hmm. and give those people the most attention. Because, you know, we were talking about on the Facebook advertising side of things too, mm-hmm. is with, with that, people just go way too big. Mm-hmm way too big and yeah. now it's like well who's even here my i got two hundred thousand people in this target who's really hearing my messaging right be so hyper focused and you will have more success you think so okay that's a, that's a big deal that's a hard thing because you think we think uh well i, I need to go the, the bigger the audience the, the more likely i am to get the leads right mm-hmm. and so to, to kind of like hone in on a tiny little audience you start to feel like it's kind of counterintuitive yeah. in a way mm-hmm. i'm a small audience therefore less leads mm-hmm. right but you're saying like no the counterintuitive way is the way to go you'll have more mm-hmm. impact that way oh absolutely like when we did that event like i had they have a golf course in the, in the middle of the, the neighborhood and i had one mile from each direction in that mm-hmm. and i had um different content that was just kind of getting blasted at a pretty yeah. decent price point throughout the entire week, like on, on the fa- in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So like I, I I did I did more of the stuff where it was more of like built if, if they didn't know them already, which I'd be surprised because they spent a lot of time in the neighborhood. It was you know just building more awareness of, of who they are and stuff like that, what's going on, and then after that, you know that's when we put out the flyers. So we had the salespeople actually giving the flyers out. So when everyone else is knocking doors, we're like, hey, come get free ice cream and raffle prizes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. What are you going to go with? You're right. And so, what was the process of you working with them on that? What was that like? Well, it was, you know, it was an idea that I, I talked about maybe two or three times on the Start Bill Grow show. Okay. And I never actually executed it. And the idea is a, a community events. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay. Exactly. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I did a community event yeah. in, in the Taste of Louisville. Yeah. I was literally the only roofer there. <laughs> Let's hope nobody copies me next year. And we literally got probably, I'm not exaggerating, 50 leads. Mm-hmm. You know, Isn't one that crazy? Event. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh-huh. It was crazy, man. It, it, so like, it's pretty unbelievable. events are huge. Yeah. So, um, And now they're coming out to you too, too. So like, well, that was one thing that was cool is like, I knew there was multiple roofers in the neighborhood and they're knocking the door and now instead of you know them being rattled that you're, you're coming to their door yeah now they're literally walking to you yeah now you have a customer that's literally walking to you so like what what <laughs> happened there like uh, the owner of prq pat yeah. he came and and you guys well you guys know each other yeah because we've all gone to these marketing yeah events yeah we and all know each 
each other. We all kind of know yeah. each other. It's a big community out here yeah. in the roofing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all know each other and you guys, you guys connected and, and he was just like, yeah, I have this neighborhood. Was that kind of what happened? I would like to get some leads in this neighborhood. Yeah. Can you help me get some leads? And then did you start saying, well, what about this community event? Have you thought about doing that? Well, so what happened was I pitched the event, like I said, on the show. It just kind of came oh, to right. me, right? Okay. And then all of a sudden, like, I think I told Pat about it maybe once. Yeah. And hail hit. I think it was on a Saturday. Okay. I think I was at Safeway. Yeah. And and Pat called me. He's like, dude, yeah. what do you think of that idea? Yeah. And so we had, what, six, I think I think I started on Sunday. So we had six days because we did it Saturday morning mm-hmm. to, to kind of put it together. So we um, started getting the Facebook ads going, uh, started to put together flyers for like the ice cream okay. truck, went okay. and got raffles. So we had like a John L.A. signed jersey, a drone, okay. an iPad. We had some stack stuff. Um, so he invested a good amount of money. Oh, right? absolutely. A very good amount But the thing is, money. is like, you know, it's always a risk with LA that. LA jersey? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. And what's tough is I like to go big or go home. So sometimes, okay. you know, it, obviously you're like crossing your fingers because yeah. you're like, I never did this. Because at the end of the day, like I get that I'm getting money no matter what. But like, you just like you want to be you you want to be part of something you want like something to go really well right? Well, you have pride in your work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So so that's huge. Um, I we uh and I I uh when we did the Taste of Louisville event, mm. I was brand new starting out. I don't have a marketing budget, you mm. know. So, but we um but I I'm kind of the same as you. If we're gonna either do it, let's do it right or not do it at all. Yeah. So we we got um, I ordered a, a sunglasses. Uh, mm. You know, did I did I don't know. I want to say like. A thousand sunglasses or something like wow. that, and then we, we also got kids. So the one thing with a community event, it's mm. extremely important, um, is you got to have kids stuff. Yeah. So you know, we did kids sunglasses because when they were coming, there's a lot of kids all over the place, and we we're like, man, we need to give these kids stuff, you know. So yep. we, uh, the kids sunglasses that changed color in the sun was 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 a hit, yeah, and then the um, and and then the uh, you know, and I, I want to say we may invested somewhere around eight hundred bucks or something like that f- for that, and then we um, but then we also did. Um, you know, just like hand sanitizer with our logos on it. You know, um, we did uh, some uh, chapstick with our logo mm-hmm. on it. You know, that's kind of basic stuff. But um, so I th- just think it's important for people to know that you don't necessarily have to go like thousands of dollars. No. But like you can definitely, um, I think in, in entrepre- an entrepreneurship, you have to, you know, be resourceful. So mm-hmm. take your resources that you have and you got to get the most out of the little, a little amount of resources and get the most that you can out of it. Mm-hmm. So like I think with creativity can go a long way there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the jersey... Um, I'm guessing he might have paid 400 bucks, something like that. It might have been. Well, so pretty much I set a budget. And I said, hey, okay. this, this is the budget for the, the event. Okay. And then, you know, me and him, we got a pretty good relationship. So I was like, just trust me from there. So okay. because I also, I also, you know, made the uh, the event tent and stuff like that. But like when you were talking about okay. with like, the, the kids, that's why you we guys did ordered that. a brand new canopy. Yeah. So okay. like, so I, I got a girl that I, I uh, she used to work at one of our co-working spaces that we were out of okay. and she she does all that stuff. Okay. Right. So trade show booze, all that stuff like mm. that. So I hit her up on like, I think Sunday night. I was like, yo, can, can canopy is huge, right? Yeah. You need you the canopy. You can't do without a canopy. You need the canopy So for they're sure. going to be, guys are going to be investing a thousand dollars right there. Yeah. You look naked without the canopy. You need a table. You need the table. Table Cloth. Exactly. Yeah. So you need that so, stuff. So we got know, that stuff in order. It, sh- yeah. it showed up Friday at one o'clock. So it was perfect timing. Luckily. Wow. Yeah. That right. is like really close. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's important for guys who want to do community events just to kind of know that like m- m- do some planning, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, at least some, uh, some planning because, 
uh, I feel like it, it can, if you just kind of throw it together, it, it can backfire. Oh, absolutely. Because at the Taste of Lucy, there's people you could tell who just kind of threw it together. Yeah. And I don't know that, the, like, we had, well, because I bought a drone as well. I gave yeah. away a drone at the event. Nice. And, uh, and I had literally, like, 15 people deep lining up to put their name in for the drone. Yeah. You know, we raffled it off. To, whether it was an inspection or not, mm. you still got to raffle for a drone. Well, what we don't do enough is we do so much planning about our company, our events, our marketing. But you have to put yourself in a customer, so like a customer's shoes. So if you are at that event, mm-hmm. what like what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. What what's going to catch your attention? You're like, ooh, I'm gonna stop over there. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it? Do it that way, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah, a drone, absolutely. a drone giveaway. Oh yeah, I'm in. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah let me go. Let me go sign up for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, I think I'm really curious about your opinion on. Um, so like the community event that mm-hmm. that you guys did was was incredible because you're the only person there. Dude, I don't know if we were even legally set up, like, in all honesty. Like, we just pulled that ice cream truck. That's hilarious. And, I, like, I, I told him, I'm like, dude, I don't know you for sure. You get a permit? Because we really tried to get a bunch of stuff, dude, but, like, nobody was being responsive to us. Like, they just kept pushing us to the next person. And so... I think that was Lafayette, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Lafayette? Yeah, so we were... Yeah, they're not too strict. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, well, at this point, it's like, you, you might as well just go for it. And, you know, if something happens, we were only going to be there for four hours or something okay. like that. So I was like, okay. you know, we, we have... A time slot where if I think you we try can make doing this that push. in Boulder, forget about it. Yeah, no, I don't think you I'd ever try to do it in Boulder. I don't Maybe think I'd even, Denver. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you, you got to pick your location precisely. So it's like also too is if you're going to do anything like this, you mm-hmm. need to make sure that you know where are you where do you already have some kind of awareness, right? Okay. So where have you done roofs in the past? Where mm-hmm. have you been kind of knocking and stuff like that? You, you because, think that's because, important? Yeah, that helps because you know we had previous customers that would come out and they would just grab ice cream and stuff like that because they might have already you know scheduled another uh, rebuild based because that hail just hit and so if they did they were just coming to hang out you know mm-hmm. get their raffle tickets get some ice cream and then they'd be talking to the neighbors be like oh, yeah these guys are great yeah, yeah you should use these guys so so like there, a lot of guys want to do. Um they do home shows. Yeah. And so, and then this, what you did is like very exclusive. I mean, <laughs> everyone, you know, you're in the neighborhood, you're the only one there. Yeah. So my feeling is like, Hunter, ditch the home shows and go I to know, do that, your kind of I thing. I think that because you have to think about like what you invest in a home show. And it's so expensive as heck. It's dude. expensive, man. Yeah. And because I, I just remember like when I worked for Milwaukee Tool, we do a lot of those trade shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And dude, they're just long days, man. They yeah. are long days. Well, you usually have 10 other roofers in the home show. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, so and not only roofers, there. but yeah, a lot of competition. It's saturated for yeah, the most part. It's really saturated. So, uh, I mean, why not try to be a little bit more unique with it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to have that budget, let's see where else we can kind of throw it. So permitting is important. You guys yeah. did it without one. But yeah. going forward, would you say it's important to research that stuff? Yeah. I mean, you have to remember, that was in a six-day span. I mean, I did an all-nighter Monday to Tuesday. didn't go to bed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was one of those where you only had so much time. Well, like putting together the flyers and stuff? Yeah. I mean, the, the, design of yeah, the flyers? Yeah, right. So okay. you're designing the flyers. You know, you're getting all the content. Like, so we already had a decent amount of content. And then I started Because you guys on blasted ads. targeted ads around during yeah, the time? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then we had email lists going. So previous customers were getting emailed. You know, we had a yeah. bunch of stuff going. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then, okay. like, we had to make the tank, get the tent in order, right? The tablecloth, get that stuff in order, find yeah. a food truck or an ice cream truck, and that's banned, right? Yeah. right? Found a guy, a great guy <laughs> named Jose with, uh, okay. yeah, and he had some liquid nitrogen ice cream, so that was pretty cool. So if guys want to do that in their community, I, I still kind of think they should get a permit. Yeah, absolutely. You I mean, I'm mean? not going to be the one on here saying, hey, don't get a permit. <laughs> I will never say that because that just sounds
sounds like awful advice to put, especially recorded advice. Yeah. Sounds like awful advice. It is. But, you know, it, it goes to something else. Sometimes in entrepreneurship, you have to beg for forgiveness. Exactly. You know, and it's not the end of the world. Plus, I know the neighborhood there. They're super nice people. They mm-hmm. wouldn't even they care. Are. You know, they obviously didn't care. Well, you know, great entrepreneurs seem to be really good at asking for forgiveness. Yeah. Where they, they you know, they know they're not making the perfectly right decision you know nothing super bad yeah right we're but, not someone but, breaking the law right like, but they're really good yeah. at apologies right and yeah. they're really charismatic and I mean, so we're like, talking they about giving the, ice cream away for yeah free. exactly <laughs> right so like the person that's going to be yelling like they're not going to be like super upset like i'm sorry for giving your neighborhood raffle tickets and uh ice cream yeah yeah you know well that's a yeah that, that seemed like it was a really successful event and, and that's a really cool thing i think people should start you yeah. know focusing on we when, when i did the taste of Louisville this year is huge yeah so um, and you don't you don't necessarily need to work with an agency on that, right? If you do it with some planning, you. Yeah. you can you can get some your flyers designed. You could even do that as you know at like a, a print shop. Mm-hmm. You know, get, do some basic design work, get some flyers printed up, and then uh, you guys did an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. I, I assume you know you'd have to do that with some time. Well, mm-hmm. you did it in six days, but mm-hmm. um, you know I think it's just a matter. It seems like it's a matter of like thinking through what you want to do, yeah. finding your location, and then I mean you guys really did it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so but I. Think think it's important for a guy who doesn't have like a, a huge budget they to know they can still kind of go after that oh, community event, you know? Well, I mean, I know our return on investment was, you know, probably, you know, 20x or something like that for sure, wow. right? It had been wow. pretty high. Yeah. But it, like you're saying, it doesn't matter. You don't need to hire an agency. If you're willing to spend the time in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can do it yourself. Absolutely. A lot of the stuff you don't have to do for an agency. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially yeah. when you're when you're at a startup level, you don't need to be investing that money. I think that the proper thing to do is invest in sales, generate revenue, right? Yeah, like absolutely. so, for one example, we had uh, we're building a, a website for a guy mm-hmm. um, that that's out of state, and mm-hmm. you know he was struggling a little bit with some financials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Once the website's done, I'm gonna be like, hey, dude, don't not pay us a dollar mm-hmm. for marketing until you get your sales up. Okay. Once you get your sales up. Mm-hmm. Then from there, we can talk about reinvesting into your marketing because currently right now you don't have in the budget yeah. to go generate sales. Absolutely. Yeah. So on the on the chat feature, or sorry, on the uh, the website, I'm, I'm really curious as well about your, to pick your brain about the chat feature. And chat bots? Do you think that's... Well, no, well, both. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, like, because, uh, um, like, what we do in our website mm-hmm. is it's an actual live person. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not... My phone's... Uh, being forwarded right now to, to Ruby receptionists. Mm-hmm. So um, they're like a receptionist company that they'll answer my phone, very professional sounding, and they will, um, you know, th- and they'll take a message for me and then they'll, you know, email me, hey, you got so-and-so called, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and they'll tell me, you know, um, the importance of it. Like a new customer, number one, you know, extremely important. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, past customers as well, but like the point is, um, you know, somebody's always answering my phone live. So they also have a professional chat feature for mm-hmm. your, from, for web websites. So they, they saw me as a customer and say, Hey, you know, you thought about doing this on your website mm. and it's a live person who, you know, they go on it and they chat with a live person. And there's, I, and I thought about doing either that or a chat bot on the website. Mm-hmm. And I know they both have value, uh, value. So uh, can you like speak to that a bit? It sounds like, do you, uh, would you say that, um, that just chat in general is, is crucial at this point or not as crucial to capture that lead that goes to your website? You know, chat is really interesting mm-hmm. and it is going to be the way of the future for sure. You think so? Because of immediate gratification, we want everything now. Think about when your computer slows down just a tad, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like losing your mind about it. 
Yeah. We want everything now. We yeah. want response time to be quick, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that we need to schedule needs to be scheduled like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be, but it, there's definitely been, I've noticed some learning curve for some people to get, you know, used to it on the websites and stuff like that. For because, the customer to get used yeah, to it? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it depends because some people are having a ton of success, especially on like Facebook chat setups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use uh, systems like mini chat or whatever it might be. And people seem to be setting up some pretty impressive conversions with like Facebook ads going to the messenger and then the bot taking it from there. So you're saying chat in general is, is, is important. Yeah. We should start thinking about that yeah. you know, as roofing contractors. But then there's the, there's the kind where it's like a live chat with a real person and yeah. then there's a chat bot. Yeah. Chat bot takes some time to develop into like an effective one. Is that right? Yeah. Well, so you, there's like AI bots. So mm-hmm. like they can get better through time. And then there's other ones where you can set up you know, specific playbooks. Okay. So like on your homepage, you could have one playbook. On residential roof, residential roofing, you could have one playbook. Commercial roofing, you could have one playbook, right? So depending on where they are on the site and stuff like that, oh, okay. you can do that. Okay. Or, I mean, you, you know, you can do things where the, the bot is the entire page on the website. Hmm. So you, you could target, like, so then you get a link for that. So then you, you just send people to that link mm-hmm. and it, it opens them directly into that landing page, which is literally just a chat bot and starts the conversation there. Okay. So the chat, do you, uh, do you implement chat, chat bots into the websites that you build for people? Yes. Yeah, so we have one on our website and then we, we've implemented, I think two other ones. Okay. Yeah. So that's fairly minimal at this point still. Yeah. Like, so I, because there's additional costs, right? So yeah. like for setting it up and stuff like that, in all honesty, like I, I like to just wait a little bit until I'm like, all right, Hey, this is the cost mm-hmm. and the returns going to be this. And then that's when I start to really push it well the chat for me i mean so it's depending on the volume that you get yeah so they i think they charge like uh 99 bucks mm-hmm. a month and then you get like a certain amount of chats and then if you go over that they start you know charging you more and then mm-hmm. if you're getting like quite a few then they'll just put bump you up to the next plan up yeah i thought that was extremely affordable mm-hmm. well how's it going do you like it um you know, it's only been active for about three months, so yeah. I do like it. I do like it. I actually do because I've gotten probably captured. I don't know. I want to say maybe a dozen or so leads. Yeah, that's you know, not bad. Of people who visited the site, and then um, and it's pretty nice because when I'm marketing and talking to people, I can just tell them, uh, "Hey, look, don't bother calling us. Just go on the website. Go, the chat will book you for a for um, a reservation or not a reservation, <laughs> a consultation. Upper class chat- roofer over here." You gotta get a reservation. I call it a consultation. Yeah, because I don't do free inspections. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't do free estimates either. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I do complimentary consultations. Yeah, and I do a um, a, a no ob- a no obligation a friendly uh, proposal. Oh, oh, a friendly proposal. Friendly proposal. Wow, yeah. sign me up for one of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't that sound interesting? A friendly proposal. It does sound good. So you know, we don't want to. Um, we the the whole free estimate thing is just like a, an opportunity to give you, I don't even know really an insurance restoration, what it yeah. even does because, you know, you know it, it's pointless to really have a, an estimate I for the use, most part. I use the terminology, you know, and I hate that I do because mm-hmm. I hate free inspections. Yeah. Because now you, now you seem like one of those marketers, man. Yeah. You know, we all hate marketers, right? We all hate people like me, right? These like tricks and traps and these like fake offers and stuff like that. Yeah. A free inspection is a fake offer. That's yeah. not a real offer. It's, mm-hmm. it's a free opportunity for me to close you down. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. yeah you know, absolutely. but it, you know, it's tough because in, in the, the insurance game, right, there's obviously the kind of some rules and stuff that you kind of have to follow mm-hmm. in, in a promotional standpoint, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's getting covered 
covered by insurance. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's different than a retail market. Mm-hmm. You know, has there been anything that you like to do like promotionally or like how do you feel about, about that in the space? Well, I think free inspection has worked mm-hmm. for a lot of years for a lot of people. And so I think a lot of people just don't want to mess with that. Like, yeah, free inspection, no problem, you know. So I think, um, but I think the problem is that no one's really given it a lot of thought. Mm. You know, what is, what is, why are we offering free inspection or why has it even worked? We went to a neighborhood, we canvassed a neighborhood recently. They all have free inspection. No one even cared about it. They mm-hmm. were like, I already know my, my roof is, is in terrible condition. I'm just so busy. I don't want to deal with this. You know, I don't want to call insurance and all that. Mm-hmm. Give us your card. When I'm ready, we'll call you. You know, so mm-hmm. we just, sure, we're like, you know, no problem. And then we tell them, just go to the website. You don't even have to call us. Just go on the chat feature and book us that way. Mm-hmm. And people seem to like that because um, I just, I feel like the, the way things are going is a little more like less intrusive approach. I think that kind of goes to the chat feature, the, the, um, mm-hmm. the, the, um, just booking online for the most part, you know, and, and then not, uh, doing a whole lot of like try to do less face to face as possible. Mm-hmm. So I think there is, um, some of that, to, uh, but I think the free inspection is just something that like everybody does it, it works. So like, why are we going to change that? You know, mm-hmm. so I, I just don't, um, but I, I still am very clear with myself and all of our guys that we pretty much the word free is a bad word in our in our business. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it um, we don't you, like, complimentary. No one think? wants to say free. And everybody yeah. knows don't say free around Armando. Yeah. You know, yeah, because the, you know I'm just gonna like be like, hey, like please don't use that word. Like we're we are premium services provider. Yeah. There's nothing free about premium. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> you actually did a video. It was really cool on, on LinkedIn about that. You have a shirt. Throw a little yeah, logo the, the on white, it. Yeah, the white t-shirt. Yeah, the white yeah, t-shirt. Throw a Gucci mm-hmm. logo on it. Now it's like a $150 shirt. Boom. Just like that, man. I got that Walmart yeah. pack of white tees, dude. You throw on some kind of nice logo and that perception of value, like I said, right? There's a prestigeness of it, you know? Uh, that, that logo has a story of like, you think about the people who, who wear it. Right. Mm-hmm. You think about the people who drive that fancy car. Right. And you're like, man, I really want to be that person. You know, um, you know, like Beats, you know, Jimmy. Uh, oh, man, I think, I think it's, I can't remember his last name, but Jimmy is one of the guys that was behind the Beats. Right. With, I think you're thinking uh, Jimmy Iovine. Is that what it is? I think Iovine? It is. I think it's yeah. Iovine. Yeah. And, and you know, he w- he was really well connected. I mean, he oh, he dude, helped produce some of the biggest stars in, <laughs> in the music industry. Did you see the documentary yeah, by him? That's exactly what I'm going the, into. Oh, the, 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 the Defiant Dre, ones. Yeah. The Defiant yeah. I watched ones. the whole thing. I couldn't it was take my unbelievable. Eyes off of it. But yeah. people were like friends with him, and they were like, "This guy is annoying the crap out of me." Because he would take the beats everywhere he went, and he would stick them on on celebrities that he was friends with, and take a picture. Mm-hmm. Go to the next one, take a picture, right? Because now all of a sudden that brand is getting connected and correlated to all these famous people that everybody loves. Yeah. <laughs> so the brand, the on branding, like yeah. let's get into that a little bit. So we, I mean, we're, I think this, this is kind of turning into a cool podcast because yeah. we're talking about community events, huge thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really doing that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing, you know, everybody knows to go into Instagram, Facebook, and do you, a lot of people know about the website already, but nobody really knows, I think the power of a community event, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and one that's in a neighborhood you're already working in. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Giving away free ice cream, giving mm-hmm. away whatever. And um, so let's get into a little bit more of like, branding and like some things that people are not doing right now that you believe very strongly with. And you mentioned something about 
like storytelling around your brand. Yeah. Right. So like um, the messaging of, of to message to your art, to your audience and, and creating a story that your audience can relate to and, and having that be associated to your brand. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think of like a brand and that's well, that's my logo. That's the colors. I'm, we're, we're blue and, and we're, you know, and we've got a square logo and some mm-hmm. mountains on it and stuff. You know, that's our brand. Yeah. Right. Do you think people who are are kind of just focusing on their logo and their colors are missing out on the full like um the full like uh you know power of the brand mm-hmm. and so the brand is going to take time of course right but it's absolutely more than a logo you know w- when i look at it uh, a brand is you know the way your salesperson knocks on a door okay the the print marketing material that they have in their hand the way that your receptionist answers the phone and schedules an appointment that's brand yeah that's all brand okay. every the proposal is yeah. it a nice proposal that's all brand yeah because then that goes back to what i've been keep saying the perception of value mm-hmm. your ultimate goal with your brand is to increase the the perception of value that you have to offer your customers Okay. You're going to close more deals, right? You can work with the target audience if you want to work with a, a better audience, right? A better target audience. You're going to be able to work with them more. And it's something that, that takes time. But, like, if you can really become somebody that, that they know in the community, mm-hmm. it, it can do some amazing things. It takes time. but It man, takes time. Um, it, it does take time. But, I mean, the time can be accelerated dramatically. Literally exponentially these days. Very exponentially. I mean, I I, I invested a hundred dollars into a Facebook campaign recently, and I got thirteen thousand. Mm-hmm. I reached thirteen thousand people Is that for a hundred bucks, man. Is like, that crazy? That that's unheard of. I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. I was I was shocked. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, that's for a hundred bucks. I mean, uh, you know, if we just add to that, you know, and and um, the key I think there, what we did is I, I've been doing on every job is doing a. Um, a one mile radius mm-hmm. and doing either a video or photo of the job that we're working on. Yeah. So, and, and then putting at least a hundred dollars into it. Mm-hmm. I think anybody, every roofing contractor could do that. If you have trouble investing a hundred dollars into your advertising, you've got bigger problems, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, you got to be able to, um, do great work and then advertise the work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think the, the time scale can change if you get, you know, a little smarter around, you know, using, you think, you think Facebook is the way to go at this point? Yeah, I definitely think it it is the way to go. Um, but like, I think what the missed opportunity actually is, because I think at this point, after going to like 50 roofing conferences, Mm -hmm. I think I've heard everybody that if you guys aren't on Facebook, if you guys aren't doing Facebook ads, you need to be doing that. Right. Right. And so I've, I've got that message pretty clear that, you know, everybody's pushing hard on the Facebook ads and now is the time to strike on those. Yeah. But you know, if you're generating leads, you know, how are you actually qualifying these leads, mm-hmm. right? Do you actually have a process that this leads goes through? I think that's actually the missing point because then once you generate that, a lot of people will, you know, call them once or something like that, and then maybe they don't close right away. But I always like to equate it back to, you know, with me, I was looking for a, a new tool or software to implement in our marketing company, and I took like 30 different free trials because when I'm implementing a new tool, that's a new process. It's going to take time to implement that tool. It's going to take money. Then you got to teach everybody how to use that tool. So I want to make sure I'm taking my time, right? It's an expensive purchase for me because all the stuff that it's touching and the people that I usually end up going with are the people that follow up, send an email, give me a phone call, right? And and continue to reconnect to me. So, you know, when you're getting that, make sure that there's a process uh, that this this lead is going through before you just say it's not qualified, right? And then same thing with previous customers. 
If you do, you, do you think the leads a lead is is a is a, like if someone likes the the ad that you did, like that's a that could be a lead. You should follow up with that person. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily that say that's a lead, but anywhere where you could possibly engage, like what what does it hurt? Okay, you know what I mean. So yeah. if they do like it, I mean, if you sent them a direct message, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, they don't answer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so like for me, a lead is them filling out some kind of form. And, and you're thinking that the um, the the lead is is so filling out a form and then. So maybe doing the hundred dollar like one in a one mile radius campaign, but then what are you gonna do after that? Right? Like, like well, how am I gonna follow up with the afterwards? You're saying? Yeah, or or I mean, well, I mean, sometimes I don't know. We're not we don't get a ton of leads from from mm. that. I don't try to even figure we even get one lead from it. But I know what we I know one thing that we did get mm. recently was we did it in one job and like um, people and when we went canvassing that street, mm-hmm. people were like, oh yeah, there we got comments about. They saw us on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And then they they saw you're this company that did that with that machine in Facebook. Yeah, well, the the awareness is going to be, like, people are seeing it. I don't care what you're saying. Like, if you're targeting it somewhat, right, people are seeing it. And they're creating some kind of awareness, right? Well, the guy said, like, hey, we've talked to my neighbors. We're all going with you guys, by the way. Yeah. And we're like, shoot, that's awesome. Well, that's like when we were doing that event, we were handing out those flyers. And, like, a couple people were like, dude, we already already saw it on Facebook. Like, we're good. Yeah. So, like, it's definitely working there. So, even if it's not generating a lead, per se, if you're targeted enough, there's definitely going to be creating some kind of awareness where it's like if you're knocking the door or if you're in the area, they're going to already know who you are. I mean, I'm feeling like it's extremely important to go knock those doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I, I still think it is too. Okay. I, 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 think, I still think, but the thing is, if you can go hand in hand where you connect marketing and sales yeah. and you're playing a little game now all of a sudden and you're like, you're going into it with already of advantage a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of going to a date and you're like, hey, this girl already kind of likes me. She already knows, you know, some things about me and stuff like that. And yeah. now you go. Yeah. It's because like, I like to actually equate it to like the first time that you walk into a new building, mm-hmm. you feel so lost. And you're like, all right, where do I go, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not a good feeling. That You equate that to going on, start marketing online? I equate that to a salesperson who, who knocks on the door, and now okay. this person doesn't like, like the person who answers the door, this is new to them. This is all new to them. They okay. don't know what to expect, yeah. right? Okay. But now, if you already know and have a visual of what the inside of that building looks like. Because you saw your Facebook app. Yeah, you already saw, maybe you saw that person talking yeah. on a video before, yeah. right? And you're just like, also, you're like, or you oh, saw their shirts, their logos, yeah, their branding. Like, oh, I've seen that somewhere. I yeah. See, all of a sudden, now the person's a, a little bit looser. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. That's and that's huge. important because it does Extremely. not feel good. Like you wouldn't, you, the customer is tense. The yeah. customer is now tense. Mm-hmm. How do you relax that customer? You're not going to close a tense customer. Yeah. So if they're just a little bit relaxed, it could help in conversions a lot. Yeah. So, um, so the, the, the Facebook, everyone, everyone's doing Facebook ads already knows to do that. But mm-hmm. what you're saying is take it a step further and like, what's going to be your approach after the ad? Yeah. I just, I just don't understand it. It, it kind of frustrates me because marketing gets a, a bad rep sometimes, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's like, have a plan that marketing and sales are connected. There's mm-hmm. just a process that it goes through. Yeah. All right. Hey, sales team, this is where we're going. Marketing. Are you, are you, are you right behind us? Right. Connect those. Okay. Hey, salesperson didn't close X, Y, Z, uh, lead. All right, where does it go now, right? Now, where's the process of where that goes, yeah. right? Previous customers, hey, we just got hail in this area. How many previous customers do we have in the area? Are they getting a message from us? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they be? Do you know how, easy, how much easier it is to close a previous customer? Do you know that a previous customer will spend way more money with you too? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Use your previous customers to yeah. grow your business. Absolutely. That is the best way. Best marketing, your previous customers. Okay. All day. Yeah. So, uh, man, that's, that's, man, that's huge, man. I, I love, uh, I love all this stuff that you're talking about right now. <laughs> so, um, well, anyways, man, I think, I think we're going to start wrapping it up yeah, here. Man. Um, this was, this was extremely enlightening. I mean, just for me and personally, honestly, <laughs> if for nothing else, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. Like we were saying, you know, yeah. I, I do that show and we, you know, I'm the one asking questions. It's always fun to, to share a little bit of knowledge and, and your story and whatnot. So I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, so everybody Catch um, catch Nick Perret over on uh, the Start Build Grow show. Boom, there it is. Got it this time, <laughs> and uh, and we will see you all later. Have a great day. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please find me on Facebook, Instagram. Go to our website, foothillsfirst.com. If you have any ideas for the show, send me a message. I really want to know. Until next time, we'll see you on the roof.